want to use today as we come and to just to uh, sit ourselves in the presence of God to be able to uh, come into praise and worship Him. That's what church is all about. Amen. We come to this house of God. Hallelujah. Amen. We come to gather together with like-minded believers. Amen. That we may be able to come on in unison. Amen. Amen. That, that's another word for unity. Hallelujah. Amen. That we may come on one accord. Amen. Amen. To be able to lift him up. Hallelujah. Amen. To be able to say that he's right and we're wrong. Amen. Amen. Everybody all right with that? Amen. 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 And as we do that today, we want to use as a subject today as we talk. Uh, it's going to be funny because Deacon mentioned it this morning at Sabbath school. Why me, Lord? Why me, Lord? Why me, Lord? Why me? Amen. You know, if you've ever pondered the question, God, about that, why me, Lord? And, and you know, sometimes we have the conversation, is it appropriate to question God? It is okay to ask God a question. It's just not okay for you to question the answer that he gives. Yes. Hallelujah. So it's okay to question God. It's okay to ask God a question. Yes. When God gives the answer, you need to go ahead and accept that. Amen? Amen. Amen. And to wait on him to show up. Hallelujah. So I don't know about you, but every now and then, I have to wonder, why in the world would God choose me to Amen. bless me? Amen. 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 Now, in our culture, we live, we live in such a negative culture. You ever uh, walk up to somebody and, and, and they may have a strange look on their face or they may be uh, calling on the phone and the first thing you say is, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. That's because of our negative upbringing in the culture we live in because 100% of the times when people call, that don't mean that something's wrong. Amen? But that's just that negative human instinct that Deacon was talking about this morning in Sabbath school. We just grew up in this negative culture and, and we, we've adopted the negativity. Amen? But today we want to be able to let go of the negativity and try to live our lives positively. Amen? So every now and then, it's okay to question God. But this is not a question in God, why me, in a bad sense, when, when something bad happens. This is me questioning God because I'm so amazed at his awesomeness and how God materializes and manufactures the events and experiences of my life. So I have learned to be so gracious and appreciative when he does marvelous and magnificent things in my life. Now I have to ask him, why me, Lord? But not in a negative sense. I'm just in awe of how God can continue to bless me. Hallelujah. Because we talk about uh, having flaws and, and predilections uh, and, and deficiencies in our lives. Amen. But how many of you know that throughout all of those things that we know we continue to do wrong every day, all of those things we continue to say out of our mouth that's against God every day, all of those places we know that we promised God we wouldn't go no more. But in the midst of it all, with all the evidence, God still chooses to bless us. Amen. And we may speak of the, of the blessing being the house and the car and the jewelry and the gold and the diamonds. But I come to tell you that the most awesome blessing that God gave us already today is that he touched us and he woke Amen. us up this morning. Amen. Amen. So when we think about it, sometimes you just got to ask God, why are you so good to me, God? Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm in good health. Amen. 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 Not, not a lot of black men at 59 years old can still say that they can run them out. Hallelujah. Amen. Not a lot of men my age, my ethnicity, can say that they can still work out for an hour. Hallelujah. And not a lot of men my age can say that they can still go out in 100 degree weather and still be able to maintain. Hallelujah. Amen. So I just thank God. I'm in my 
My wife is smart, tough, beautiful, and fine. I don't deserve it, but he gave it to me anyway. Amen. Amen. My children are healthy and self-sufficient. Amen. My house ain't a mansion, but it is a home. Hallelujah. Amen. I love God, and more than that, he loves me. Amen. Amen. And when I look over my life, I really just have to ask God, why me, God? How do you continue to shed these blessings down on me? And I'm definitely not saying it in a complaining uh, mindset. I'm saying it in a gratitude mindset. God, I don't know why you do it, but you do it anyway. Amen. I'm not deserving of it. I'm not worthy of it. How many of you, that's your testimony this morning? You know that you don't deserve God's blessing. You know what you did last week. Hallelujah. Amen. That ain't just a movie I know what you did last night. <laughs> Hallelujah. God knows what we did. Amen. Amen. And he knows what we plan on doing today. <laughs> some of us got plans to go sin tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. It ain't going to be no mistake. You ain't going to fall into it. It ain't going to drop into your lap. You've already made the plans. Hallelujah. But God, with all the evidence, he continues to show us favor. Amen. Well, as I was pondering this question on why and how good is so God to me, so good to me, the Spirit showed me these verses that I want to share with you today. Amen. And God, through the Holy Spirit, showed me these verses to let me know how could he favor me uh, in, in the predicament, in the state of life that I'm in, that he still uses me, and I know that I'm not worthy. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I came from the west side of Colorado. I came out of Prince Hall Village. Mm -hmm. Had to take remedial classes for reading and didn't even graduate high school. But God still chose me. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look first of all at our scripture reading this morning, which is in Job. Amen. In Job, we understand that the Bible starts off by saying uh, in verse 1 of Job, chapter 1, in verse 1. The Bible says there was a man in the land of us whose name was Job. And that man was what? Blameless and upright. And upright. And one that feared God and hated evil. Amen. So we see uh, Job's resume right off the bat. That Job was actually deserving of God to be good to him. It says that God, that Job was a perfect and upright man who feared God, and that word doesn't mean that he was scared of God, and he reverenced God. Amen? Amen. Amen. And it shows us that he hated evil. But we see that there was evil lurking around. Mm -hmm. I remember that Jesus told Peter one day, he says, that Satan has asked to sift you as well. And I want you to know today, church, just because you are not aware of what's going on in the heavenly realm, yeah. in the spirit realm, I'm telling you right now, too, just to give you a warning that Satan is going back and forth to God asking that he may sift you as we. Amen. Amen. But I thank God for Jesus. Because Jesus is that mediator, hallelujah, that sits at the right hand of God. Amen. And when the devil, hallelujah, is trying to get permission to mess with and to mess up our life, we have a God who loves us. Amen. But I want you to know now, through the word, we see that every now and then, God gives the devil permission to mess with our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But be confident in this one fact that the devil cannot just arbitrarily come mess with you yeah. whenever he wants you. Yeah. He has to go get permission from Amen. the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. 
So as we look at this book of Job, what was uh, uh, mind-boggling to me is that God described Job as, as one of his best human beings, but when the devil came lurking around looking for somebody to attack, the devil didn't ask to attack Job. God told Job, try, uh, to the, the, God told the devil, try Job. Mm -hmm. Now that don't seem fair. Hmm. If I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing for God, hallelujah. You see, this is that uh, erroneous teaching at the church of the gate. Oh, you know, once you get saved, everything will be all right. Amen. No, it's not. <laughs> once you get saved, you just become a target. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the devil now is getting permission from God to intervene in our lives. In this book of Job, if we were to pay close attention to this book of Job, Job is one of the books where we see the calamities happening in the beginning. But one thing we have to realize uh, in chapter 1, we see all the calamities happen. But how many of you know by the time we get to uh, chapter 42 Amen. that God has uh, blessed Job and the Bible says that he's blessed him twice as, as much as he had at first. Mm -hmm. He got twice the children he had, hallelujah. Yeah. He had twice the child he had, he had twice the uh, riches that he had. So God is in the blessed business. So if you're going through something right now in your life, my encouragement to you today, you may be in chapter one of your problems, but my encouragement is to hold on to chapter 42. Amen. Amen. Just know that in the future, how many, you're going to have to walk through 41 chapters. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I want you to know that as you walk through that valley of the shadow of death, yeah. that have no fear because God is with, with us, us as we walk through this dangerous land that we live in. Hallelujah. There's all type of darkness in this world. There's all type of trouble in this world. Amen. The Bible, I'm sorry, I've known people who went to war. And it's amazing that they would make it through a war and come back home to America and die. Hallelujah. Yeah. Not a regular cause, but because of the, the evilness and the uh, crime that's over here in America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So although we may be going through trouble, trial, tragedy, tribulation right now, in chapter 1, I want you to know chapter 42 is coming. Amen. Amen. And God did some things in the midst of chapter 2 all the way through chapter 41. And, and God had to deal with Job. Mm -hmm. But God, it seems as though Job had some friends. And his friends came along with their earthly and human advice. Be careful who you get your advice from. Amen. Amen. Be careful who you let whisper in your ear. Amen. About what they would do if they were you. Yeah. What they would do if they are in the same situation. Be careful who you listen to. What I'm learning right now is just pray for the folk. Amen. Amen. Because I understand that when I start trying to counsel people and, and give them advice about their circumstance and their situation, I'm being totally biased on what I would do and what I think. But right now, I'm sitting in a comfortable position. Let me tell you a little story. How I understand about how the heat of the moment can change your perspective. You see, I watch game shows in the wintertime because I'm not working, so I'm sitting at home and I'm watching uh, Price is Right and Let's Make a Deal. And every now and then, the contender, the contestant will take the money. He won't go all the way and go for the car. And he'll take the $1,500 or $2,000. And Wayne Brady will come up and say, just for fun, just for fun, what number would you have picked anyway? 
Mm -hmm. How many of you know that that's not the true number that that person has or would, would have actually did? Because yeah. they're not under pressure right now. Uh -huh. You'll choose differently yeah. when you're under pressure yeah. as for when you're not under pressure. Yeah. So while you get the advice from your friends and your cousins and your coworkers, they're not under the pressure you under. Yeah. So it's easy for them to give you all of this plausible advice. Hallelujah. Amen. But I want you to know today that you'll make a different decision because you're the one that's under pressure. And when you're under pressure, you need to get your advice from God. Hallelujah. Amen. When you're under pressure, when life circumstances is weighing you down, you need to have a little talk with Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. When things are going topsy-turvy and you don't understand what's happening in your life, you've been doing the best that you know how to do. You've been praying. You've been coming to church. You've been tithing. You've been feeding the hungry. You've been visiting the prison. You've been doing everything you're supposed to do. But it seems as though every time you try to take one step forward, something knocks you two steps backward. But I want you to know that it's just the devil trying to get you away from God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. You Amen. got to learn how to hold on to God's unchanging hand. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So see, Job, in that eighth verse, the Bible says, by the time we get down to that eighth verse, the Bible says, and the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none, everybody say none. none, there is none like him in the earth. He didn't say in this town. Yeah. He, he didn't say in this state. He said there's nobody righteous like Job on the whole earth. Yeah. And a perfect and upright man, one who fears God, and he reiterates again, one who what? Oh, Hates evil. And we know the rest of the story. But I put myself in the position of Job. And with all the things that happened in my early life, and I, I want to be honest with you as I stand here, everything that happened in my life, I was the perpetrator. Yeah. I'm the one that messed up my life. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm the reason that I didn't get a scholarship to go play ball in college. I'm the reason that I didn't graduate high school. I'm the reason that I didn't go as far as I could have went in the military. I'm the reason that family problems come up. Hallelujah. I even take responsibility for some of the things that my children are dealing with right now. Because they, they learned half of that mess down at 3148. Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm so glad that I did continue reading Job and I got back to chapter 42. And the Bible says, hallelujah, it says in chapter 42, verse 12, so the Lord blessed Job, the latter end of Job, more than the beginning. Amen. 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 So don't give up. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Don't turn around and go back home. You got to keep on marching for God. Amen. Amen. Because verse 12 tells us that with the end of Job's life was even better than the first part of Job's life. Amen. Amen. He says that uh, Job uh, in the beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and a thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand she-asses. Verse 13 says, and he had also seven sons and three daughters. Hallelujah. So we see that God blessed Job, amen? amen. How many of you looking for a blessing today? Amen. Just hold on, church. Amen. We're living through some perilous times right now. Amen. Peter described them in the scriptures as perilous times. In perilous times is when you when you're in trouble by no fault of your own. Yeah. Now a lot of things we can take responsibility to yeah. in our lives that we we did wrong. Yeah. 
But right now, you can catch coronavirus with two masks on. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Matter of fact, you can stay at home and catch coronavirus. Uh -huh. yep. there's, there's evil that's going on all around. Not only is there racial division, there's division even in our own homes. I remember, how many of you understand we talked about today that Jesus is priest and uh, a king, but he's also prophet. Amen. And how many of you realize that Jesus prophesied that in the last days your enemies was going to be those of your Amen. own Amen. Amen. Now I want you to realize this. If Jesus prophesied it, it's going to happen. Oh, you, have you come to grips with yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now watch this. This is what I decided to do. That since I know that it's possible that my enemies are going to be those that not only I live with, but every now and then the one I sleep with, hallelujah. Therefore, when I see trouble coming, I got to change it. Ooh, I got to change my way. Because Jesus already let me know that there was going to be trouble in my home, that the enemy was going to try to cause contention and division in my home. So when I see division and contention coming in my home, I know Jesus prophesied it. But since he prophesied it, I'm not going to succumb to it. I'm going to change my ways. Amen. Amen. So if there is evil in my home, I'm not going to be to blame. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. If there is confusion in my home, I'm not going to be to blame. So what God has asked me to do as the pastor, preacher, bishop, prophet, pastor, pope, all of that that he's given me, yeah. what he's asked me to do is learn how to humble yourself. Amen. When you, okay, I'm talking to y'all right now. <laughs> when you see the situation getting funny, when you see that the conversation is going left, when they had no business going left, you need to learn how to pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Put some, put some rub on your lips. Yeah. How many of us are men and women enough in this room to do that? And I'm telling you, Amen. these children that's in this room, they get those rambunctious, runny mouths, quick tongues, they get all that from us. So when we see trouble coming, we God's people. Hallelujah. Amen. When we see trouble coming, we have to be women enough to stop the trouble. Amen. And but watch this, I want to I wanna comfort you a little bit. For some of us, that's gonna take practice because we've had this argumentative spirit all of our life. Yeah. And Amen. you're not gonna change today what you've been for 60 years, for 40 books, for me for 59 years. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to change that in one day. But how many of you know that practice makes perfect? Amen. And I know that we love our spouse. Yeah. I know you love your spouse. But sometimes we get a little bit arrogant and beside ourselves and we keep an argument going that ain't got no business going. Somebody say amen. Amen. So what I'm asking today is we would look at the Bible. Allow the Bible to be our guide. Hallelujah. Amen. God just wants us to look like Jesus. How many of y'all wear that? Amen. How many of y'all remember what the, uh, the Bible says? Let's go to Matthew 25, 32. Let's go to Matthew chapter 25, verse 32. I'm going to do a little scripture jumping today. Amen. Amen. Because I want to be able to show you where we are the ones causing the trouble. A lot of things we like to blame on the devil. But how many of y'all read the book of James where you say, really? It's us. Because of your own lustful desire. Yeah. Y'all remember my little joke? The devil up in heaven and he's crying, dropping giggles, cracking down tears, and God say, why are you crying? And the devil said, he's down there blaming stuff on me that I ain't had nothing to do with. <laughs> you see, a lot of things in our life, that's our selfishness. That's our lust getting us into situations. Amen? In Matthew chapter 25, starting at about verse 32, we understand this. Uh, 
And then when Jesus told the people that when he comes, he's going to separate the sheep and the goat. Yeah. And he's going to put the sheep on what side? On the right-hand side, because what does the right-hand side mean in the Bible? Anytime something is put at the right-hand side, it means righteousness. righteousness yeah. And anytime something is put at the left-hand side, now watch this. I don't even know if y'all notice this. But most men, when we walk up to each other, very, 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 only with the unlearned child do you see somebody reach out their left hand to greet you. Yeah. Pay attention to it. Yeah. And this is not a color thing. This is across racial life. Yeah. When we walk up to each other and greet each other, we put our right hands out. Mm -hmm. That's because our greeting should be righteous. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When people put their left hand out to you, that's a shyster. <laughs> you better watch your back. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because yeah. they out to get you. But anybody that knows anything about righteousness will always sit on the right hand side. Amen. Will reach out with their right hand. Amen. Because that right means righteousness. Amen. So in other words, I'm not going to take time to read it all, but you know the story. When Jesus said, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I, and they said, well, Lord, when did we ever see you like that? What God is really saying is he wants us to be like Jesus. Amen. Being like Jesus is very simple. Amen. All you got to do is read four books. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah. If you want to know what Jesus was like and the things that he did. Entrench yourself in the gospel. Learn how to be like Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Be the church, in other words. God chose us that we would be his ecclesia, his called out one. So when God looks at us, what he really wants to see is his son. Amen. How many of y'all remember what Paul said in uh, Romans chapter 8? For we know that God works for the good in all things, for those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. For all those that he foreknew, he did call. Now watch this, here's a good point. I think it's around verse 31. He says that we have been called by God to be conformed, conformed into the image of the Son. Amen. The writer of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 1 says that the Son is the expressed image, image of, God. of the Father. Amen. In other words, Jesus looked just like the daddy. Yeah. And when we get saved, the daddy expects us to look just like Jesus. Amen. Who looks just like him. Amen. You see, so in other words, watch this. You can't fool God because he know what he looked like. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So you walking around here trying to fake like you looking like God. Yeah. But God is not dumb. God knows what he looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And he wants us to look like him. Amen? Amen. Why do you think they didn't give no physical uh, appearance of God the Father and the Son? Because people when we got surgery tried to make themselves look like him. Mm. But what God wants us to look like him is in our love walk. Amen. Amen. God wants to look like him in forgiving somebody when they do us wrong. Yeah. Matter of fact, God wants us to look like him and go and ask for forgiveness when we've done somebody wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. God yeah. wants us to look like him in our financial situation. Amen. God is not poor, neither should we be. Hallelujah. Amen. So you have to understand what our true challenge is as Christians is that we would look like Jesus. Amen. How many of you can confess today that you're not quite there yet? Amen. That you're not looking. But I'm on my way. Hallelujah. I'm starting to look like Jesus. I want to walk like Jesus. I want to talk like Jesus. And I'm learning how to do it because I read the Gospels. Amen. Amen. And I see how Jesus dealt with people. 
I see how Jesus dealt with the woman at the well. Jesus didn't condemn that woman and talk about that woman. And he knew her very well. He even called out her home life and told her, yeah, you got five husbands and the one you with right now, not even yours. Huh. Hallelujah. Amen. But he told it to her in such a way, the Bible says, that she got up and ran into town and went told everybody about a man who had just told her about herself. Amen. 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 See, that's the problem with denominationalism. Denominationalism makes us not all look alike. Hallelujah. Amen. With God on all of us looking like Jesus, that means we should all be looking alike. And of course, when I say look, you're thinking about physical attributes, but once again, we got to look like God and our love walk. Amen. Once again, I want to remind you, we got to look like God and our forgiveness walk. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And those are the, listen, those are the two major areas that we have problems with in our relationship. Yeah. We have problems in our love walk, and we have problems in our forgiveness walk. But when you go looking like Jesus, you ain't got no problem forgiving those who have done you wrong. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But I'm so glad that God really and truthfully, let, come on, let, let, let's go to Deuteronomy 28. I told you I'm going to move around a little bit now. I'm going to try to move fast. Amen. But I'm going to move around a little bit. Let's go to Deuteronomy 28. Now watch this. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28, I'm going to start right at verse 1 in Deuteronomy chapter 28. The Bible says, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and observe, everybody say observe. Observe. And to do all his commandments. Come on, say the word commandments. Commandments. It's a dirty word these days. Hallelujah. Amen. Which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. Watch this, verse 2. And all these blessings shall come upon thee. And watch this. Do you realize that in verse 2, if we were to speak in 2022 vernacular, verse 2 is saying that God's blessings going to chase you down? Yeah. That's what that word, in the King James it says overtake. It says that all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee if we just would listen to what God wants us to do. Hmm. Now, that was a Christian comedian I was listening to, and he told a joke about having the faith of an atheist. He said, now, atheists got to have a whole lot of faith to be able to look at the sun and not believe in God. Yeah. They have to have a whole lot of faith that there is no God. Yeah. For an atheist, an atheist gets to look at the flowers. Hallelujah. How many of y'all know in autumn and in fall, all the leaves on the trees fall down at the same time every year? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. There is a God. Through the United States military, I had an opportunity to travel around the world. And everywhere I went, when we got to Frankfurt, Germany, you know what? Their eyes was under their foreheads just like ours. Mm -hmm. Their noses was under their eyes. Their mouth was under their nose. Hallelujah. They walked on two feet. In other words, you can see God. What, what did Paul say in Romans chapter 1? Paul said you can see God through the creation. He says, watch this. Therefore, we are without. And we ain't got no excuse. So the fact, if an atheist can have enough faith not to believe in God, but we have the same things that you have faith enough to believe in God. Amen. We're looking at the same creation. Amen. 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 But their faith tells them that this stuff is just arbitrary. It just appears. 
our faith tells us that this was done by intelligent design is the new word they're using now. They don't use the word creation no more. Too many people got hip to that. So now they're using the word intelligent design. That's another way of saying creation. Yeah. Hallelujah. And when we read uh, verse 3, look at what he says in Deuteronomy 28. Blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall thou be in the field. Blessed shall thou be the fruit of thy body. Hallelujah. In other words, your body will be in good health. Amen? Yeah. And the fruit of the ground, and the fruit of your cattle, increase of kind, and flocks and sheep. Blessed shall you be, shall be your basket and, and your store. Verse 6. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Verse 7, the Lord shall cause thy enemies that raise up against thee to be smitten down before thy faith. They shall come out against thee one way, but they're going to flee seven different directions. Verse 8, he says, and the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouse and in all that thy hand set thy hand upon and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God has given you. It goes all the way to verse 14 that God said if we would just do what he said. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why God chose me. Yeah. See, the yeah. Holy Spirit was letting me know it's not because all the uh, uh, church stuff and it's not uh, because of all the preaching. He said God chooses you because you have chosen him. Amen. And when we choose God, he promises that he's going to bless us. I don't work for blessings no more. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You got to quit going out trying to work for money. Amen. When you listen to me carefully, because some of y'all are finding out trouble right now. Listen to me carefully. You got to get your money in a position where it worked for you and you stop working for this. Amen. Amen. <laughs> How many of y'all know that working hard for your money it puts you still under the curse in Genesis chapter 3? Yep. Because yep. the Bible says part of the curse he told a man, you're going you gonna to eat by the sweat of your brow. Yep. Hallelujah. Yep. But you see, when you are from under the curse, and you get from under the curse by accepting Jesus, so anybody who has not accepted Jesus, they still under the, the curse. curse. Yeah, yeah. You're still working hard for your money. Amen. Yeah. You and your family still have problems because the Bible says that the woman's desire is going to be to rule over her man. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So you're having all this trouble in your home and you don't know why? Yeah. But you're going against God, so you're still living under the curse? Mm. Amen. Amen. You see, so, but I'm glad that it's all up to God who he chooses. God didn't wait. Watch this now. God didn't wait until we did anything good or bad. He chose us. Come on, go to Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians. He chose us when? From the foundation of the world. God chose us before we did anything right or wrong. You did not have to uh, uh, apply for this job. You didn't have to uh, campaign to be a Christian. You didn't have to go around uh, getting fundraisers to be a Christian. Amen. God, somebody say God chose us. God chose me. And the thing about God choosing us is he chose us before he formed us in our mama's death. Come on. Now he was talking to Jeremiah specifically when he said it, but how many of you know that fits every human being? that God knows us before he knits us together in our mama's womb. Amen. He told Jeremiah that I already set you aside that you would be a priest to the nations. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. A prophet to the nations. So God didn't wait for us to do anything right or wrong. Let's, let's read Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to read verse 3 through 6. Y'all ready? Amen. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, Blessed be the God of our Lord and let me start over. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with what? Heavenly realms. All spiritual blessings. In whereas Christ. In Christ. In heavenly places. And you notice that word places is italicized. So basically it just says that he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in, in Christ, in heaven. Verse 4 he says, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Amen. That we should be holy and without blame before him. How? In if love. you want to be holy and without no blame before God, how do you do it? Be like you him. Learn how love. To love. Yeah. The Bible says uh, uh, in John, I think it's around uh, John 13, 35. The Bible says, Jesus said that if you want to know that you a Christian, love one another. Amen. He says it like this. If you want folks to know that you're my disciples, love one another. Hallelujah. Amen. Our church too small to have clicks. <laughs> but we got them. Uh, Amen. 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 I'm gonna stop. Amen. 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 I'm gonna stop Amen. Amen. Verse 5, he says, having predestined us. Oh, y'all know that word. Predestined, yes. Predestined means, look at That word means your end, your, your beginning and your end. Amen. Predestined. He predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Verse 6 says, to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he has made us acceptable in the beloved. I'm going to go ahead and read verse 7 while right we're here. In whom we have what? A redemption, redemption through his, his blood. blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of God's of grace. grace. God is so good to us. Amen. Amen. So what I come is just come to encourage you today that you stop feeling so down about your life. Amen. Amen. Oh Lord. Amen. Help, Holy Ghost, help, help right now. Help right now. You got to stop getting wound up in other folks' mess. Amen. Because half of your problems ain't your problems after all. Amen. Half of your problems is you entrenching yourself in other people's mess. Amen. Now, if your babies still babies, yes, we got to get involved. Yeah. If your babies, hallelujah, still in school, uh, 18 years old and under, yes, we they need us in their life. Yeah. I'll even go in, if your baby's still in college, I'll even go up to 22, 23 years old. We still need to be helping them to, to, to learn how to bob and weave through life. Yeah. But doggone it, by the time they get 30 and 40 and 50, if you still want to go to jail, if you still want to be on dope, if you still want to sit around and not have no job, if you still want to run in and out of club, if you still, that's their business. They business, amen. Now I'm going to pray for you because I love my baby. <laughs> but I'm not going broke for you. Yeah. I'm not going down to no jailhouse for you. <laughs> I'm not going, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Because too many of our problems ain't our problems after all. Amen. <laughs> you entrenched in other people's messages. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, I'm going to quit quoting. I'm going to move on. Amen. 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 Come on, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Amen. 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 Sometimes, look, the word got to encourage you, but sometimes the word don't need to just encourage you. Sometimes it got to cook. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It simply says, for we are his what? The King James says workmanship. Another, Great love. Another person says what? Great love. You say Ephesians 2 and 4? Ephesians 2 and 10. Oh, 2 and one, 10. One okay. person uses the word workmanship. 
One uses handiwork. Handiwork. One yeah. uses craftsmanship. Yes. In other words, it's telling us that God made us with his own hand. Yeah. Say, we are his. He, made, he went to the lab, y'all. He put us together. Hallelujah. Amen. And he created us, but how did he create us? What? In Christ, In Christ Jesus, Christ do work. Jesus to do, do what? what? Good work. Good works. Everybody say good work. Good work. Which God has ordained for us to do since the beginning of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have to understand that we didn't do nothing to deserve what God has given us. But he chose us anyway. Why? Because we chose him. Amen. 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 But watch this now. In the book of 1 John, it says not only do uh, we love him. Why? Because he first loved us. So in other words, now watch, let me show you how this thing works. Lord have mercy. Your relationship should be one of reciprocation. Hmm. Amen. Meaning, you give, you give. You give, you give. Now me and my wife at one time in our life, things was going so good, we argued about who was going to get the blessing. Nah, 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 baby, nah, it's not like you. You, you. See, I was willing to yield to let her get blessed. Well, when she seen that attitude in me, she said, well, you know, I, no, 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 baby, it's your turn. She was willing to yield so that I could get blessed. Now, what if we would really live like that in our homes? That you would be willing to yield so your spouse could get blessed, mm. so your children could be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. But some of us got selfish folk in our lives. Amen. Amen. They just won't, 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 won't. They ain't never trying to give them. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. But see, for a good relationship to work, and do I did. The Bible says, for God so loved the world, he gave. Well, what he wants us to do, now that he's gave, and watch this, watch this. When he gave, we received. Uh -huh. So since we received what he gave, we should in turn give. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Give God praise and worship. That's what he wants. The Bible says that he inhabits the praise of his people. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to say that again. If you want your home to work right, your love has to be reciprocated. Amen. Amen. Your forgiveness has to be reciprocated. Amen. Amen. So when somebody gives to you, you should automatically want to give something back to them. Hallelujah. Uh oh. Let's tell the truth about what normally happens, though. You're selfish. If somebody gives me bad, I want to give back bad. Well, they ain't gonna talk to me like that. Since they gonna talk to me like that, I'm gonna talk to them like that. <laughs> but somebody gotta be man and woman enough to Come be on. like, you know what? Come on. I'm gonna still do what God wants. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It hurts. Tell the truth now. When we go through these struggles in our life and our homes, and you gotta keep your mouth closed and you gotta let the other person have their way, sometimes that hurt on the inside, doesn't it? Tell yeah. the truth. Amen. Sometimes you feel left out, you feel lonely. Amen. You feel like nobody's concerned about you. Why? Because everybody in the house seems like they getting, but it seems like you're not getting nothing. Hallelujah. But just try this now. Just try it. Amen. How many of y'all willing to try to please God? Let me tell you what pleases God. Let's go to first Peter. Let's go to first Peter. Amen. Amen. I'm almost done. Amen. Amen. It's almost one o'clock. I'm gonna be done. Live it after one. <laughs> But I gotta teach you, amen. Amen. Ain't no need coming here. We ain't gonna be talking. Amen. Amen. Where you say that? Come on now, y'all know what I'm looking for. First Peter. 
for suffer for doing good. <laughs> yeah, you know right where I'm at. Verse 8, let's start at verse 7, uh, 17. I'm sorry, verse uh, 18. First yeah. Peter chapter 2, verse 18. Everybody ready? Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good in general, but also to those that's mean. That's what word forward means. Mm -hmm. In other words, when people are not doing you right, God still expects you to do them right. Amen. Verse 19. For this is a thank word, for this is thanks word. If a man or a woman for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, verse 20 says, for what glory is it when you are done wrong and you did wrong? You just take it patiently because you get the reward that you deserve. Yeah. He says, verse 21 though, he says, for even unto, oh no, I didn't finish the uh, 20. But if you, when you do good, you gotta suffer for it and you take it patiently, he say this thing's worthy to God. Amen. So if we really trying to please God, we really have to learn how to take some stuff from people, amen? Amen. Watch this, that's what love does. Amen. That's what love does. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, this is what should happen in the church. Can I tell you the true process real, real fast? Amen. What should happen in church uh, with Christians is that if this is not working in our homes, we used to have every October, November, December, we used to have spiritual growth seminars. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. We teach and teach and I try to teach you how to get out of debt. I try to keep, teach you how to keep all that hell from running around in your homes and and and, and yeah. The the implication of teaching is that if one is going to teach, the other should learn. learn. But you only know when you've learned something when behavior, behavior has changed. Amen. Everybody take out your phone. Everybody take out your phone. Go to your calculator. Everybody take out your phone and go to your calculator. Everybody take out your phone and go to your calculator. If you got a phone, take it out. Go to your calculator. Now I'm 59 years old, so I'm gonna put in 59. I'm sorry, I'm going to put in 365 times 59. That's 21,535 days. I've been on earth. I've been on earth for 21,000. Not 21, not 2100, but I've been on earth for 21,535 days. Now you're looking at your number. Mm -hmm. You've been on earth a whole lot of days. And you keep doing stuff the same way every day that ain't working for you for tw for twenty one thousand days. Mm -hmm. I ain't learned how to do something yet. What am I retarded? <laughs> what am I pet? <laughs> Stupid? Ignorant? That's the question you need to ask yourself. You've been on Earth. Some of y'all in here older than me, and you've been on Earth more than twenty-one thousand days. Mm -hmm. If practice, but how many of y'all remember what we 
read last Sabbath when I was showing you about we've been reading Romans uh, that, that verse 17. But faith come by here and hear by the word of God. We've been taking that in the wrong context. Because yeah. when you read it in this context, what he was really saying is, oh yeah, faith come by here and hear by the word, huh? How come they didn't listen way back since Moses was telling since faith come by hearing, they've been hearing the word. You've been hearing the word. You've been coming to church. It's You've obedient. been learning. Hallelujah. It's obedient. But you're not changing your life. Amen. Amen. Learning has taken place when and behavior has changed. changed. Hallelujah. Amen. And every now and then, hallelujah, every now and then, you got to learn how to let your spouse, your children, and everybody else in the house have their way sometimes. Every now and then, it can't be all about you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Watch this. Let me throw this in. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. Even when you're right. Amen. Even when you're right, you still have to learn how to close your mouth and let grown folk be grown Amen. Now, how many in the room can wave your hand and tell the truth? You got to work on that. I got to work on keeping my mouth closed and let other adults, I ain't talking about the children, they still need raising. But we have to learn how to close our mouth and let other adults, hallelujah. Amen. The husband, the wife, uh, 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 say what you got to say and then leave people alone. Amen. Everybody Amen. all right here? Amen. 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 Come on, let's go. Hallelujah. So I just want to keep showing you Revelation 14. Let's go to Revelation 7, 14 real fast. I want to keep showing it to you because this is going to be your encouraging reason to hold on. Yes. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Revelation 4, 7. Revelation 7. Now this is going to, this should help you to hold on. Amen. Amen. Whenever you feel like giving up, I want you to put this picture in your mind. Whenever you feel like you can't go no more, watch this. Whenever, whenever we feel like we got all churched out, I don't want to listen. Uh, whenever you feel like you had to just run away, <laughs> watch this. Every now and then, do you feel like gassing up the ride, just, just, just going to the run out? Yep. Hallelujah. That's how life can get us sometimes. But when you get in that mood, when you get in that feeling, I want you to read. Where did I say go? Revelation 7, 14. Did y'all write that down? Yes, sir. Because I need you to know that. I need you to memorize this scripture. The Bible says, let's start at verse uh, Revelation 7. Let's start at verse 13. Let's just start at verse 13. Oh, no, I got to start at 9. I got to start at 9. <laughs> Revelation, Revelation 7 and 9. The Bible says, after this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of what? Every nation, tribe, people, and language. So in other words, God's people don't come from everywhere. Jesus said, all my sheep are not in this fold. Amen. And, and where are we going to be standing at? Right before the throne and before the Lamb. That's right. And what are we going to have on? White robes, palm branches in our hand. So Crying he goes out. through this whole thing, and then he gets to verse uh, 12, and he asks uh, one of the uh, angels, one of the elders asked him, do you know who these folk are and all, all these people are in these white robes? He said, no, I don't know. He said, but you know. Verse 13. And one of the elders answered, saying to me, what are these that's in these white robes and where did they come from? Verse 14, he says, and I said to him, sir, you know. And he said to me, 
These are those of us that came out of not the great tribulation. It didn't say the tribulation as a definite article. It says that we came out of great tribulation. In other words, when you go read back, uh, at when the seals are being opened, when the seals are being opened, that's, that, that's trouble time on earth. It's trouble time on earth right now. And when the seals begin to be opened, it's going to be trouble time. This is the tribulation he's talking about. And have washed our robes and made them white hot. Yes, now, I know God is good because in the world you're going to make something pure white <laughs> that you dipped in red blue. Yeah. Hallelujah. So I'm every week I'm going to probably show you this scripture. Amen. Because I want you to know what to hold on to when you feel like giving up when life didn't got rough and life didn't got hard. I want you to hold on to the end. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't you worry about what's going on in the middle. Don't worry about Job chapter 2 through 41. All you got to worry about is I had trouble in Job chapter 1, but God brought him out of it yeah. in chapter 42. Amen. You got to hold on. Watch this. The psalmist put it like this. He says, although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he said, but I shall fear no evil, because thou art with me. Thou rod and thou staff, come with me. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't give up, church. Hold on a little while longer. So I want to keep showing you this verse so that you may be encouraged to hold on just a little while longer. Amen. He who promised is faithful. Everything he has said has already come to pass. That's why I trust him for the future too. Because everything that he said in the past that was going to happen, it didn't happen. They said that Jesus was going to be born of a virgin, it happened. They said that Jesus was going to be born in Bethlehem, it happened. They said that he would be called a Nazarene, it happened. They said that he would be king of the Jews, it happened. They said that he was going to hang on a tree, it happened. They said that none of his bones would be broken, would, would not be broken, it happened. Hallelujah. He died for all the people, it happened. And they said that they put him in a borrowed tomb, it happened. But I'm glad they said that he was going to rise on that third day with all power, and it happened. So if all of that happened in the past, I know that I can count on God for the future. Amen. It is going to happen. Amen. We will be standing before God with white robes on, yeah. in the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. What else did they say that was going to happen? Hallelujah. What are we waiting on next? The Bible says to give us comfort right now that, the, that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father Make making intercession for us. Amen. The Bible also tells us that Jesus is coming back with all power for a church without spot or wrinkle. Hallelujah. Amen. It tells us that Jesus is coming to restore all things to their original intent. Hallelujah. But they also said that Jesus would reign and we would reign with Jesus for a thousand years. And I'm waiting on it. Hallelujah. Amen. I am acting like I'm a prince and a, and a, and a, a judge right now. Amen. And people can't stand it. When you act like you know who you are, when you walk into this earth with confidence, no, I'm not perfect. Anybody know me know I'm not perfect. I got flaws. I got predilections. I got proclivities. I got inadequacies. I got all that. But yeah. I know who my father is. Amen. Amen. I know who died for me. Yeah. I know Jesus loves me. Hallelujah. And I've learned to love him. Amen. Yeah. Amen. He said that a new heaven and a new earth was coming. Yeah. Well, there'll be no more. Hallelujah. Crying. Well, there'll be no more sorrow. There'll be no more tears. So I believe what they say. And I'm holding on by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. How we live, that's how we walk. Amen. How we live, 
That's how we talk. Yeah. And we don't want folk talking about us bad. Mm-hmm. But we live any kind of way in front of them. Mm-hmm. Now, you live any kind of way in front of them. Yeah. And they start talking about it. It ain't no need for you to get mad. Yeah. yeah. Amen. If you don't want them talking about you, yeah, right. don't live that way in front of Amen. them. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So God chose me. Amen. Amen. Every now and then I gotta ask you, why, God, did you choose me? Amen. And he simply looks and he says, because I see. How many times did Jesus tell those seven churches in his epistles, I see your work. Mm-hmm. I see the good that you do. Although, all listen, listen, although in those letters to those seven churches, even though Jesus pointed out bad things that they had, Jesus didn't close the church. Now he told one of them, if y'all don't straighten up and repent, I'm going to move your candlestick. Mm-hmm. But they obviously straightened up and repented because we still had seven churches in Asia Mike. Amen. Amen. So stop worrying about what's going wrong. And stop putting your focus on what's going right. Amen. Because I guarantee you, no matter who you are and where you live, there's more going right in your life than it is that's going wrong. Amen. But the world we live in, the news we watch, the Facebook things we look at, all of it brings negativity. Somebody told me the other day they were looking at Dr. Caroline Lee, and Dr. Caroline Lee said there should not be no negative thought in us. It's only when we experience the negativity that's in the world around us that negativity begins to get in us. Amen. Amen. But naturally, negativity is not in us. Hallelujah. Amen. God has placed His Holy Spirit inside of us. Amen. Let us be led by the power and function of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Is everybody all right with that? Yes, sir. Amen. And if you need to choose God today, I want to give you an opportunity to do something.